want a piece of me? Do I feel like Well, do you bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to episode 277. Welcome to our favorite holiday movies. And welcome to a new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan. I am joined by the cast, and crew, Santa's Little Helpers. Zach? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Craig? Buenos dias. Edward? Hey, how's it going? We are here. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. We are just a few days away from the new year. Count down the hours, count down the days. 2023 is officially over. Uh, we're in our last episode, guys, and what better way to end it than with a top five plus five? The same way we ended it last year um, with our top five plus five Denzel Washington movies. So this year, we're talking our favorite holiday slash Christmas movies. Um, but speaking of Christmas weeks, guys, uh, Zach, we'll start with you. How was your week? you have a good week? I, yeah, it's been a good week. It's just rolling fast, as we like to say. So you know how it is. Rolling fast. As long as, long as you're not rolling a blunt, Zach. That's that sounds, all I was going to say, it sounds like Ed rolling fast. That's crazy. Hey, roll them, smoke them, light them. Edward usually rolls that that that, that Burger King Burger King wrappers. <laughs> Roll that shit, light that shit, pass that shit. That's where he's at right now, folks. If you really yeah. want to know, he looks like he's in a test tube. <laughs> All these lights going in and out. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm with Godzilla. That's all you know. In that one oh tunnel from time to rest there or whatever. Godzilla. Craig, what about you? You have a good week. Uh, for the most Ready? part, yeah. I, I had a I had a pretty good week. Ed, uh, other than being on the go, what? How was your week? Did you have a good week? Oh, it's been decent. It's been decent. A little different on my days off and all that, so I get to work the weekend. But can't cry about it too much. Uh, got some stuff done and things paid, but you know, uh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, if Santa Claus has to work the weekends, you're no better. Oh, I didn't say I'm better. Just said my my my, my stuff switched. That's all. Switched. Yeah. Usually, I I know, yeah. right? Like Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I wish. You know, I didn't we, even get one of those. We're, we're trying to keep this, you know, holiday festival episode, but making you work on the weekends, those those humbug bastards. Scrooges, man. Scrooges. You had to pick your words carefully, didn't you? <laughs> that I did. Uh, a look back, though, guys. If you want to go back and listen to what we talked about last week, we talked all about Sound of Freedom. Uh, me and Zach had a wonderful in-depth conversation all about Sound of Freedom. Um, go back and dig into that episode wherever you listen to the podcast. Anchor, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, right here on Emosua YouTube channel, you can go back and watch 
Zach and me talk about it. Um, you can also hit us up on the social media, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast. X um, is at cinnamon405. And then the email, which we'll get into the email bag today for a little bit. Uh, you can email us at cinemen921 at the gmail.com. Um, so, but guys, let's not, let's not get people waiting. Let's dig into the list. Uh, if you guys have never joined us for one of these episodes, we love putting together lists, um, you know, just like they did back in the day. We put together a nice Christmas list, our favorite holiday movies. So we're going to go through, uh, I don't know if anybody has any honorable mentions, but we'll, we'll talk some honorable mentions, um, and then we'll go through 10 to 6. Have a little conversation, a little sticky in between, and then we'll finish it up with five through one. You know what we should have done? What should we have done? Did our five best and our five worst, and did it the naughty and nice list? I I sent that out a few weeks I, I, ago. I, I and I was maybe that's I, why it's like kind of embedded in my head, and I was like, oh, it's a good idea, but it's already with Tato. Yeah, I was like, let's let's do a naughty and nice list. But you, 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 that that shortened it up though, Craig. I was going to do ten bat, ten worst and ten best. That really, uh, that really would have been girthy, huh? But I mean it. Zach had the great idea, so I went ahead and and dug out my favorites too. These are the ten movies that I cannot live without if it comes to Christmas movies. So I can't show mine; they're bootlegged. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Is that why you're in a dark? Is that why what you're in a dark place right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is the moonlight shining on me. Oh. I'm just damn, Zach. It's like sound of freedom all over again. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> what are you talking about? And the if movie. Watch, if you watch the movie, people, you understand what he's talking about. No, I watched the movie. I, I just don't. They're in a dark room with. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> the untasteful yeah. humor. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're talking anyway, about shipping container. Shipping container. There you go. Um. Dexter. Dexter. What? Shipping container. That's not Christmas. What the fuck? All right, Ed's off the deep end. He's already he's already digging into the hash. That was a few hours ago, bro. Oh. Off the El Jefe. Uh, and then we'll get into some we'll get into some recent <laughs> watches a little bit later, uh, and and talk about maybe what's in store for us right around the corner in January. Um, so yeah, Zach, let's start with you. Do you have any honorable mentions? At least maybe a few, one or two. Yeah, I got three. I'm just gonna rapid oh, fire right. through them. Uh, Krampus, Surviving Christmas, and then my official honorable mention is The Holiday with uh, Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, Kate Winslet. Um, so you want me to start off with number 10? Is that really a Christmas list or a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's like it's it a lot. Some of these are going to be like Christmas adjacent, like it's set during Christmas or whatever. So nice, nice. I only have so. I, I, I was thinking about what kind of honorable mention I was going to put in there. Uh, but Craig, what about you? You have any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, mine's going to be the, the new Grinch animated. Um, and uh, uh, the night before with Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Well, wow, that's funny. That's a funny movie. Ed, do you have any honorable mentions? 
I do not. I do not. I am going to say my one and only honorable mention is Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. That movie is hilarious. They they know what they're doing. They don't want to spend Christmas with families. And, uh, but they're forced to. They're forced to. It's funny. Um, so, Zach, let's start with you. Number 10. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> number 10 is probably going to be on everyone's, everyone's list somewhere. Top 5, 6 through 10, whatever. Uh, mine came in at number 10. Um, and really, we'll probably talk about it as probably as we each talk about it. Uh, number 10 is The Santa Claus. It was a recent watch a couple weeks ago because I just I just want to make sure that it didn't I didn't miss anything or whatever because I hadn't seen the original one in forever. I actually saw I actually to be honest I like the second one a little bit more because I actually saw it in the theater. Um, I never saw three. I've heard three is really bad. And then uh, Johnny, you said you were watching the Santa Clauses on Disney yeah. Plus. How, how's that been? It's it's pretty funny. I mean, uh, season one so far has been way more entertaining than season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're in Santa Claus, or a Tim Allen guy, though. Yeah, I'm a Tim Allen guy. I love Tim Allen. Uh, you know, he recently got some scrutiny for season two. Talk one of the actresses that's involved in season two came out and said he was a jackass horrible. or whatever. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a jackass. He's horrible to work with. Yeah, but but you know what? If you can put on that sacred Santa suit and you can do and you can do the groan. Exactly. I think you. I well, think you deserve to have a little chip on your shoulder. The, the funny thing is, since I did like the binge of Home Improvement, he's he's essentially Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement and the first Santa Claus. If you want to be honest about it, he he's playing that character essentially. Yeah. Um, but the first one has a lot of heart. It's funny. <laughs> has actually has some good like family drama in it. And mm. when he gets to the North Pole, it it feels magical in a certain way. I, I, maybe because it feels so practical and all it's all sets and everything. Um, Tim Allen does a great job, obviously, and it just, yeah, I had to put it at number 10. So there you go. I'm sure we'll all talk about it. So we'll bring something up as we each probably talk about it. Craig, what about you? What's number 10 for you? Number 10 for me, <clears throat> um, I kind of quote it all the time. Um, it's, it's probably one of the worst, best movies out there for Christmas. It's going to be Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah! The, Talk to me, brother. The old turbo man. man. Um, and that, is so that is so pissed off right now. Um, it's 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 so bad. It's good. Um, it's one of those ones that if it's on TV, you're you're usually watching it, and you're sitting there and you're cringing at some of these parts, but you still enjoy the watch. Um, so I uh, figured I had to make it on my list. Um, and I figured 10 was a good spot for it, so nice. Um, it's a fun movie. Number 10 for me, uh, in 1993, he said, Welcome to Jurassic Park. I was hoping in this movie he would say, Welcome to Macy's, but he didn't. Number 10 for me is the, the reboot of Miracle on 34th Street, um, with Richard Attenborough, Elizabeth Perkins. Uh, if you, you want to talk about actors who just play Santa Claus to the T. He is probably one of the perfect Santas to play uh, Santa. Richard Attenborough, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's the guy who played John Hammond in Jurassic Park. Um, only one actor has won an Oscar for playing Santa Claus, and I think he should have been one of the ones to, to win it, but 
uh, man, it's just it's just so fun. The little girl doesn't believe in Santa. She doesn't believe in Christmas. Her mom is a stiff. Um, and then you know all everything just kind of falls into place. But to me, it's not Christmas unless I see Richard Attenborough just put on his homemade Santa suit, twinkle his little buttons. Um, there's some special scenes in there too when when one of the little girls is deaf and she can't communicate with Santa and he you know talks to her using sign language and stuff. Uh, it's a classic story. If you guys haven't seen the original one, to me, the reboot is way better than the original. Um, I grew up on it. So starting off my list is number 10 with Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, Ed, what about you? What's number 10 for you? Man, I'm going to go ahead and put a little heartwarming tale about a snowman in there. Uh, Jack Frost, you know. With Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton, yes sir, yes sir. Hell yeah. uh, nice. I just thought that one was nice. It's not one that I'm going to go ahead and watch every year, but it's definitely one that uh, kind of impressed me at the time, and I definitely don't have a different opinion of it. I think it's a very good film, and it's something you can put on, and you and your your kid or younger sibling or like whoever can go ahead and enjoy, as well as probably you and your spouse or friend or whatever nice man we got some we got some good number 10s we all got a different movie to start off number 10 that's pretty cool um number nine number nine zach what's number nine uh number nine um i had said at the end of last episode at the end of sound of freedom that when we're when i was making this list i was going to include like TV shows and you know specials and stuff. So I not you know stuff that I liked. You know, as I was watching, I was kind of making up a list. I was like, I need to do. I want to do something different. So number nine. Um, when I did a the watch of the show, I I forgot how good these episodes were. I'm gonna do the the Frasier Christmas episodes. They these are some of the funniest episodes that Frasier that the show made. Um, no, especially if you know how Frazier is that character, he, he's just like, he thinks Christmas is ridiculous. And his dad is always putting up huge displays in the, in the apartment and everything. And it just, he can be a real Grinch and it's just Kelsey Grammer plays that character to the T and it's just some of the, some of those are just the funniest episodes in that series. So nice. that'd be my number nine. Uh, number, Christmas episodes. Uh, number nine for me. Technically, not like one of those uh, normal Christmas movies. It is based around Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it's got those lovable creatures that you don't want to get around water, man. Mm. Talking about gremlins. Mm -hmm. um, watched it a while back. It's terrible. Uh, but I grew up on it, and I love it for, for all the right reasons, or all the wrong reasons. Um, it's just... it's. It screams nostalgia, um, and you know, with it happening around Christmas time, it's you know, it's a good watch. So uh, that's my that's my number nine. Nice. And 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 Craig, we we know you know we are not allowed to feed them after midnight. No water. They're just like real kids. Edward, get me a, a salted caramel while you're there. <laughs> he saw the sign. Yeah. Oh. Like how the hell does oh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Great, awesome. It might be melted by the time. 
He's he's by Dutch Bros for people who aren't watching. Yeah. So it's, it's a coffee shop. I was gonna say, yeah, great camera camera angles. <laughs> I, I got him on location. Right. <laughs> Reporting <laughs> live from right. Dutch Bros. <laughs> Reporting live. <laughs> Uh, number number nine, um, for me is going to be Scrooged with Bill Murray. Um, man, he, he going back to Ghostbusters. Bill Murray plays. He always plays a a nice, fun, egotistical smartass. So why not put him in the Scrooge character for these for this Christmas movie? I've I've never seen it up until like maybe like maybe five or six years ago. And ever since then, it's just now it's a staple. Got to watch it every year. Bill Murray, hilarious. You love to hate him in this movie. Um, there's some dark scenes in this movie, honestly, and some real dark comedy. Um, I think there's talk about suicide. There's talk about all kinds of stuff. It's very, very dark at times. But, of course, as we know, the Scrooge story, there's a, there's a heartwarming ending. So um, if you can find it, Watch it, stream it. Scrooged is number nine for me. Edward, number nine for you, sir. Number nine, I'm going to go ahead and have the Santa Claus 2 in this one. Uh, I do agree with Zach. It, it to a point, is a little better. Um, you know, it, he has to find a wife in this one and all that good stuff, uh, or else he loses the uh, badge, you know, of uh, Mr. Claus. So, you know, uh, what is it called? The, the Santa Claus, I think. C-L-A-U-S-E. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that one. I think I wa- I think that's why I like the second one a little bit more is that there, it feels like there's stakes involved. Yeah, I, like I know well, the first one, the first one, you know, you, he risks them not losing his, not seeing his son again. But this one, like he could actually lose the power of being Santa yeah. Claus. First well, one's that, more Charlie has so many different problems as he's growing up and all that. Uh, it's kind of, huh? <laughs> Boo hoo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a little prick of a teenager and then he softens up after a while, but he you know, he's got <laughs> like, you know, Santa in this, uh, Scott has finally accepted that, you know, his wife, ex wife has moved on and, there, you know, accepted all that, you know, good family and junk, and yeah, it, it's 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 got some comedy to it. And it's got a lot of good stuff that he has to overcome. So, I agree, it's got more stakes in it, uh, different stakes for that matter too. And we don't mean reindeer stakes in that one, folks. Not medium well. Medium well. Uh, no, I agree. I think the first one's a little more nostalgic, uh, but the second one has a better plot. Yep, that's fair. Zach, number eight for you, sir. Uh, number eight as a as a kid, I always you know gravitated towards. It was funny on this recent watch. It was on TV earlier in the month, and uh, this you know I was like, oh, gotta watch it anyway. So I just went ahead and watched it. I was just like, yep, it still has the same. Um, what was what was what you say, Craig? The uh, nostalgia of watching it as a kid. Uh, number eight is going to be uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, animated version. Wait, well, if that doesn't take you like years old immediately, like just seeing Rudolph will will put you back in your PJs by the tree. I know. Just like the just, old box TV. Just hold that up, and you're just like, oh damn, that brings up memories. Um, 
you know, out of ironically though, like that company, the Rankin Bass Animated uh, Company or Studio, this is the only one out of all those that I actually like because I, I the the other ones just seem real cheaply made. I don't, I don't know if that's like a, I don't that's not a bash on it. It just I never gra gravitated towards those like I did Rudolph. Um, Rudolph, I just had the better characters. Uh, Cornelius was probably my favorite. Silver and gold. And the only problem with it is that it was way it was higher up on the list. <laughs> yeah. Yep, oh, yep. shit. <laughs> it was actually higher up on the list, but I forget. Like, every time they get to, like, the, the misfit toys and you see, like, the King Lion thing, it just I, it takes me out of it, honestly. Just Just that little stretch of it. But other than that, yeah, it's a childhood nostalgia, and I'll, it's always on television on CBS every year, and I always like to watch it. So, number eight. Number eight. Uh, number eight for me. <clears throat> um, had a hard time placing this one on the list. Um, I'm gonna go with "It's a Wonderful Life." Um, <clears throat> <laughs> it's 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 one of the better made movies um as in a for for, for adults um i kind of went more along the lines of like how i felt watching them as a yeah. kid growing up just because i mean you when you watch these movies as a kid uh the 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 magic really seems to pop in these movies so um, but yeah it's a wonderful life it's one that we watch every year as a family um with my family uh, it's just, it's one of the kind of base Christmas classics um, that, you know, if you talk to anybody, it's probably one that they'll bring up when they talk about a Christmas classic. So uh, it's, that's my number eight. It's a wonderful life. Ooh. Getting to the nitty gritty, I see. All right. Yeah, Die number, Hard's number one. Just heads up. No. <laughs> number number eight for me has already been mentioned twice, but number eight for me is the Santa Claus. Um, I think it's Tim Allen. It's the story of losing his kid. It's like everybody said. It's nostalgia. It's one of the first Christmas movies that like clicked with me when I was younger. Um, oh. But watching it now and watching it as I'm older, dude, the MVP in this movie is and will always be Judge Reinhold. Yeah, that's true. He he is hilarious. He's nitwitted. He is just like, he's super fun for me in this movie. And uh, the older I get, the more I find Judge Reinhold funny. So um, Charlie is what it is. You know, I think it was fine to steer away from that character in the third movie. They slowly start taking him out in the second movie. A, he's not that good of a child actor and B, I think the, the character just got stale. No no telling, no wonder he was going down that Jake Lloyd road, you know what I mean? Um, but but uh, you know, I thought that Santa Claus was going to be higher on my list, but I, I, I like it right there at, at eight. There's a lot more movies in front of him. Uh, that is just more memorable for me. I would say after he, to me, the best part of the Santa Claus is the opening up until, you know, they deliver presents and he doesn't want to put on the suit. I feel like once he starts transforming, it's kind of like, uh, eh, it is what it is. Um, but 
right there at number eight for me is the Santa Claus, the original one with Tim Allen. Ed, what about you? What do you got at number eight? Number eight, I'm going to go ahead and put Rudolph, uh, kind of follow in Zach's footsteps just a little bit. Yeah, I agree. A lot of nostalgia. Didn't see it until it was on uh, TV, for that matter, of course, because, uh, yeah, we're not old enough for that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the little, like, clay animations were pretty cool. Uh, good story, good little plot, and good little uh, meanings in the story, for that matter, as well. So, wholesome, wholesome movie. So. Forgot to mention Burl Ives. Like, can't forget that. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, lives. overall, just a good, good movie. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Had a very shiny nose. Zach, number seven. Yeah, uh, number seven. I'll just follow. Uh, I'll follow Craig on this one. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a film that you know I've seen it probably maybe three times in its entirety. Um, we actually talked about it as an episode back, back in 2019, 2020 for Christmas one year. Um, you know, it's one that it's not one that I gravitate towards every year, but it's just, it's a solid reminder that it is Christmas on Christmas Eve, every Christmas Eve on NBC, they show it at seven o'clock. It's just a yearly tradition. You know, I may not it's like stick the ball to drop on new year's. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's like, um, I may not stick to the whole two hours and 20 minutes or however it's long. I'll, I'll probably stay for the first 30 or 30 minutes or an hour, but it's just, it's just nice that they still show it. Um, it's probably one of James Stewart's best performances. And it's just, it's hysterical that essentially when this came out, um, this was technically a bomb box office wise. And it's considered a, a classic and, you know, everyone gravitates or gravitate towards it towards this time of the year. So that's my number seven. Nice. Craig, number seven? <clears throat> uh, number seven for me is going to be A Muppet's Christmas. Oh. Um, <laughs> another one of those ones that was just always on um, in my household growing up. So, of course, it's one that I grew attached to. Um, very close to the Scrooged kind of story. Um, you know, you get the, the, the songs and the the, the the characters and everything just really um, works in this movie. It coexists well. The chemistry's there. The songs work. Um, it's just a, another really good classic. So that's my number seven. Man, speaking of childhood classics, number seven for me, he made it onto the list, is Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy uh, Nights. I, it was going to be somewhere. I didn't know where it was, but he was going to be on there. Um, Should have had it at eight. I watched it, it a little bit better than Spot 8, but I, I, I watched it uh, a few days ago, and, man, it's just – it's so funny. It's, it's super Adam Sand, Sandler, um, his jokes, even though they're made for, like, nine-year-olds, and today they'd be super, super offensive. There's some stuff that I was watching and the jokes in this movie that I was like, how did he get away with this, especially with it being a, an animated movie? Um, technical foul. Uh, and for, for those of you that are probably wondering, that's what Ed's probably going to look like when he's like 70. <laughs> His beard's going to be completely white. He's going to have an inch of hair ass. I'm going to try and hit 45 with that. <laughs> the, but, the white hair. 
Um, but again, at the end of the day, it's 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 a it's a wholesome movie. It's about Hanukkah. It's about Christmas. It's about all different kinds of holidays. Um, and it's got a good meaning at the end. So um, I don't know if this is streaming on anywhere, but uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's always good to not only have a feel good holiday movie, but it's also fun to laugh your ass off. So number seven for me is Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Ed, number seven for you. Number seven for me is going to be Polar Express. Uh, I actually just watched Polar Express two weeks ago. Nice. Uh, it's one that uh, I don't know, man. It's it's always a good little uh, fun adventure because you know the uh, Tom Hanks character of the uh, train, um, not the conductor, but attendant, I guess. He uh, he's always kind of wonky and kind of kind of strange, but uh, you you see that he's trying to be in good good heart and all that good stuff to everybody. There it is. Polar Express, Ed's number seven. Uh, Zach, let's uh, finish off the ten through six before we get into recent watches. What's your number six? Uh, number six, I know, is going to be on everyone's list somewhere or another, so I'm just going to go ahead and get it started. Elf, the Will Ferrell classic. I'll be honest with you guys. I saw this in the theater 20 years ago when it came out originally um, and had not seen it since. That's not even an exaggeration. It's just one that like I people gravitated towards it. It was just so, so overhyped. I was like, what? what is everyone going on about the movie so much? I mean, it's okay. But then I was like, you know what? Let me just rewatch it. It's on Max right now. And I was like, okay, I get why this is a classic. I get why people love this so much. Bye, Will Ferrell, Hope you find your dad. Will Ferrell is hysterical. James Kong can be is both heartwarming and a bastard at the same time. Zoe Deschanel is awesome. Um, hmm. Bob Newhart is hysterical. That's <laughs> the narrator in this movie. And it's just John Favreau did an awesome job with this movie. And it it still holds up to this day, so that's my number. That's my number six. Number six, Craig. Number six for you. <clears throat> you know, it's crazy that you say a lot of people talked about it. <laughs> we went and saw it and thought it was terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> and it it really grew on us. Um, the more you watched it later on, towards like the 2010s, um, you know, we picked it up one year. Just it it might have been on TV and we watched it. And we we're like, that's actually a really good movie because we all went and saw it as a family. Mm. Uh, but number six for me, um, kind of following my last movie, Scrooged. Um, Bill Murray, the Scrooge story. Um, like you said, Johnny, there's a lot of emotional scenes in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of heartwarming scenes in this movie. Um, it kind of, it doesn't force you to, but it like brings you to the realization that it's okay to be good. You know, it's okay to be happy and and Ed, you were just at Dutch Bros. You can be happy, all right? <laughs> it was not so, for me, sir. It just it's one of those movies that you really don't expect it to go the way that it does or how far it goes. And then it kind of brings you back out and at the end it really pays off. So uh, that's my number five. Number six. Six. Sorry. 
Pick of sticks. Uh, number six for me is another heartwarming classic. I'm getting into the ones that I just, I go watch in July if I need to. Um, Home Alone 2, Lost in <laughs> July. New York. Um, uh, everything about Home Alone 2 is fun. Him getting lost, him going into New York City, uh, the scenes with Tim Curry, the scenes with Rob Schneider. Um fantastic joe pesci daniel stern uh something about him just setting up these tracks in the big city uh the heartwarming story about the the two crooks taking money from the the children's hospital and him just making sure that none of that stuff happens like home alone 2 for me is probably like nitty-gritty and i know we're going to like the top five but this is like legit where they start getting into just tens for me um I don't know, Kevin McAllister, uh, Macaulay Culkin honestly just also got the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, yeah. and he, uh, it's good to see where he's going in the right direction, because like 10, 15 years ago, boy, nobody wanted to brag yeah. about watching Home Alone, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, he's, 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 got a, he's got a wife, he's got some kids, and he's doing and everything right. Are we Put some respect on Brenda Song's name, all right? Yeah, yeah she's not but, just a wife, bro. Not just she, a wife. I think she That's helped crazy. him a lot. Him and her, him and the brother. I, I, I think both of those. He owes a lot of his success now coming back to himself to those two. Because don't get me wrong, now you're like, dude, that's the kid from Home Alone. You know, compared to 10, 12 years ago, it's just like that was Macaulay Culkin. You sure? Because now he looks like a grown-up version of himself. That's yeah. you know and. And his, his little his little dude that's like three years old looks just like him. Yeah, so. it's it's you know it's one of the good because you so many times you see these child actors just continue down that path, yeah. and they're never able to pull themselves out of it. And it really looks like he's he's uh, found that footing to keep him out of that place. So I was about um, to say, are we headed for uh, a support system? <clears throat> a what? Are we headed for a Macaulay Renaissance, where he might be? And a couple more movies coming up. I, I would actually, I would go see a, a, a not even just a Home Alone spinoff, but just something with him in it. I, I, I would. I don't. Know, I would do that. I don't see him doing any major motion pictures that'll be like hitting the box office, but I do see him doing some Disney Plus stuff soon. You think I, I wouldn't. You think yeah, I think plus. I, I think they're going to do once. that, right? Everybody's going at once. I can't hear. Weren't they going to do a Home Alone Disney Plus series or remake it or something like that? They had a, a remake like a few years ago with a movie and it was god awful. No, but but I mean like kind of bring Macaulay back and do like a like a requel to the original film or whatever. You think they do that? Or it's his mm -hmm. kids or whatever? I'm not sure. Edward, what, what, what were you saying? I was going to say that uh, I don't think it'd be a bad idea if they came up with uh, him being the parent that accidentally forgets a kid, you know, around that time. And then, you know, kind of that when they're on the plane or whatever, he's like, this is how it happens. Okay. You know, and you don't need to focus around him, but even having him there just for a little bit, you know, like a 10, 15 minutes total, I think would be a cool thing. Or even, you know, him be the neighbor or something like that if they did a, a, a reboot. But you guys are you, know, you guys are thinking in the box. You gotta think outside the box. You wait. He's one of the crooks. 
you wait 30 more years, he's in an assisted living center. Oh my god. And he starts getting like mom flashbacks and he's setting up traps and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Retirement a, Home a, Alone. Yeah. That's a very different movie. <laughs> Retirement saying, Home Alone. Are, you guys are two in the box in this. We gotta, we gotta expand. That <laughs> that sounds like an M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's that's my number six. It's Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Ed, what about you? What's number six for you? Uh, shit. Uh, Retirement else. I was about to say I forgot it. Holy crap, Elf, man! Um, I liked it when I first seen it. Uh, it's a it's another Will Ferrell thing. Um, so I mean, he's he's mostly himself, just playing a uh, a character that's extremely into uh, Christmas. You know, and I mean, they even introduce him that he's not an elf. That you know, he just kind of happened here because he crawled into Santa's bag and all that good junk. I actually just watched this last week. So, you know, it's one of those ones that I like to watch at least once a year. That's yeah. Some, and something else is like is yearly that they, they always, they always bring the movie back for like $5 holiday faves at the movies. And yep. it's just, yep. if you didn't get a chance to see it in the theater, you always, every year you get a chance to see it. So, well, it was currently, at our drive-in movie theater mm-hmm. um, last Friday, I think. And um, it was free. Uh, obviously, they have concessions. They're going to make their money that way. But yeah. Lying around to the highway, down the highway, like legit everybody wanted to go see it. And, you know, you could say, yeah, because it was a free free movie, but. Yeah, it's twenty years old. You can watch it at home. You can watch it anywhere. But people wanted to go have that experience with their kids. Yeah, and I think that's one of the best things about that movie is a lot of these Christmas movies are timeless. No matter when they were made, you're able to go back and rewatch them with your kids and kind of see their same reactions that you might have had when you were a kid. Yeah, and I think that's that's what sets up for a great classic is being able to have that timeless. Generation uh, effect, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Speaking, speaking of timeless watches, guys, let's talk about some recent watches and recommendations um, before we get into the top five. Uh, Craig, we'll start with you. Did you check anything out over the last few weeks, or uh, anything you want to recommend to anybody? Yeah, so I I watched um, the uh, Pokemon Mewtwo Returns earlier today. Um, Adley had a fever, so I had to pick her up and bring her home. And so while she slept, I binged Pokemon. Um, <laughs> um, I watched um, the movie we did Wednesday. Sound oh, of Sound Freedom. Freedom. It hit my, it just, yeah. Uh, I watched Sound of Freedom um, while I was leading up to the podcast. I was good for like 30 minutes and then Johnny was like, you want the link? And I was like, I can't do this. Like it just everything. When he asked me, I was like, okay, how am I going to talk about it? It just kind of hit me. And I was just like, I can't, it's too, too soon. I guess I should have probably spaced out the watch, but, um, so Pokemon looking back at it though, since, since we just talked about it, what was it? I mean, like it's one of those movies that we talked about and it's, 
it made so much money when it wasn't supposed to. It had controversy probably when it wasn't supposed to. Movie theaters didn't really want it to be shown, but yet they were making money off of it. Yeah, it's just it was one of those movies that was just like a weird setup for 2023. <clears throat> yeah, um, I feel like this entire summer felt kind of that way with a lot of other stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies on why this movie had a lot of issues when it was in theaters. I, I would assume a movie about child sex trafficking would receive no criticisms mm. or backlash. Um, but we had some. Yeah. And so that kind of makes you question some things. Um, the stories about movie theaters. Granted, I had a issue with the AC when I watched Thor. So, you know, things happen, but it just seemed like there was a larger number of stories coming out around this movie. So, um, that was, that was my initial thought was just like, it's a movie about pedophilia and child sex trafficking. And there's a lot of backlash on it. Like, yes, the movie wasn't made the greatest. There was a few spots where you could tell the editing was really choppy. Please, please head out, please. The movie was kind of choppy in some spots, um, but I felt like for the actors they had, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It got the point across. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't any like terrible CGI. Obviously, when the helicopter comes into the city, it's CGI, but um, yeah. there wasn't anything noticeably or glaringly bad about the movie. So I don't see how you can really bash it. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, moving on from that, um, me really, that's Ed, just kind of been it. Me and Ed one year, we sweated our mm. hog asses off watching mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. A AMC's AC went down, electricity went down. It was 115 yep. degrees outside. That's because you went to the deepest, darkest parts of the south of South Side we, we, we did, boy, but a, a three-hour movie turned into a four-and-a-half-hour adventure. Yeah, because you guys had to wait like an hour and a half or something like that for yeah. the power to come back on, or you waited like an hour over again. Yeah. It was a while, and and, and just... I was this close to going to see that with you guys. Yeah, and you were texting you almost... me as it was happening, and I was like, "Never I'm mind." So lucky that I backed out. We were sweating that popcorn butter out as we were watching the fucking movie. <laughs> they said I need power raid, dog. Yeah, <laughs> felt like um, professional athletes watching that movie. Yeah. <laughs> We were baking, brother. Was baking, <laughs> shaking and baking. What, what? What about anything else, Craig? Just, just those two. Um, yeah, just those two. Um, really, just kind of things have been hectic getting everything ready for the holidays. So, getting the I, tree uh, set up, spending time with them, playing some games here and there. So, wrapping some gifts. You start wrapping any gifts. <clears throat> Uh, Mallory handled all that, which is oh, a okay with me because my wrapping consists of like Waterburger style. You feel me? Just put it around oh. it and tape it up, like like you you're know? wrapping a like you're wrapping a sandwich with aluminum foil. Yeah, just put it in the fridge. It's good to go. They can't <laughs> see the gift. They don't have to be pretty. They're gonna rip it off anyway. Uh, I don't have that many. I'll I'll go through mine real quick. Uh, I watched the G Jim Carrey Grinch. Uh, the Polar Express, like uh, our friend Eduardo here. The original Miracle on 34th Street, which is still good. And by the way, the actor who won an Oscar for playing Santa, the only uh, actor to do it was Edmund Gwynn for 
1947 version of Miracle on 34th Street. I probably should not know that, but uh, I watched Sound of Freedom for last week's episode. Um, and then the Santa Claus movie with Dudley Moore. Does anybody remember that 1985 classic? Well, no. Mm -mm. Dudley Moore, John Lithgow's The Rich Toy Maker. No. It's a, it's a pretty fun. John's going to be like, we're about to talk about it. It just brings it up. <laughs> it's, it puts it up there. Um, that's really all I got to check out. If I recommend anything, honestly, The Grinch, I believe, is streaming on The Peacock. Mm -hmm. um, and then The Polar Express, I don't know where that's streaming, but go check out Polar Express. Um, but I also want to mention one thing. I didn't mention it last week, which I should have. Um, but a huge thanks to uh, the Homeland in Norman here locally in Oklahoma and Aldi in Yukon helped us raise and donate over $500 for our first ever food drive. Those boxes were available in those grocery stores. Um, and then we were able, we were able to feed four families, uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving, um, on a separate, on a separate ticket. But yeah, uh, huge thanks. You know, it was something that I just tried to push out there. I didn't think it was going to create anything, but, to me, five hundred dollars is a lot of food, and uh, it helped out with uh, some people where it needed to help out with. So, everybody who helped out, donated, and uh, you know, sent messages, thank you. Uh, those families remained uh, anonymous, unless you want to email the show, you can. Um, but you guys were helped out, and you know what? I'm like, let's do this again. It makes me want to just do things to help more people out. So, uh, a, a big thank you for everybody for our first food drive. So. Um, Ed, what about you? Do you check out any uh, recent watches or recommendations? I have one. Oh. Uh, yes. And I was extremely excited about it. Uh, I've been waiting for it since its announcement like a year and a half or so ago. Oh. Finally came out yesterday, and I watched the entire season yesterday. Uh, Netflix has had a thing of going on anime live action. And Yu Yu Hakusho got its turn. And man, I, I think they did pretty damn good. I, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Seriously. I can't uh, right. nice. Yep. Thursday. Thursday. It's only, five, it. it's only five episodes, but they go in a lot of good depth. Um, <clears throat> CGI isn't perfect but it's 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 pretty decent um craig when you when you do check it out you gotta there's one guy in there that reminds me very strictly of the matrix i think if you know the original series you'll know exactly who i'm talking about but uh it, it's it's got some good parts it's got some funny parts it's got all the fighting and all that good stuff, all the spirit energy mayhem that it usually has in the manga and in the uh, original anime. It's literally one of my first favorites that I ever, ever came across that I just fell in love with even before Dragon Ball. And uh, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho holds a very, very special place in my heart. So uh, I, I was wanting them to get it right, and I I think they nailed it pretty damn good. I really do. So I'm I was surprised that they kept going <clears throat> after that Cowboy Bebop debacle. That had a few things that looked like it was going to be good, but 
you know, it happens. It happens. Nice. Zach, what about you? you have anything you want to rapid fire through that you uh, got to check out? <clears throat> yeah. Um, continuing Monarch on Apple TV. I uh, started the new season of uh, Reacher on, Am on Amazon Prime. Um, and then finally, finally, got to go see Napoleon and checked out uh, Wish as well. So I'd say... Did go ahead. Did you just say Reacher's new season? Reacher. Yep. Oh. Was that Dynamite or Bonaparte? Napoleon, the or or Jack Reacher. Well, I'm... okay, no, guys. Which, which one are we talking funny. about now? <laughs> Ed's trying to make a funny about the Napoleon movie. He's trying to oh, say Dynamite uh... or Bonaparte. John, if you want to click that discontinue button for Ed down there, you know, <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> you are the weakest uh, link. <laughs> right. Uh, no. Um. Napoleon, the, the Walking <clears throat> Phoenix, Ridley Scott movie. Johnny, I, I wouldn't even call it top five Ridley Scott, to be honest. It had good performances, epic battle sequences, but I just kind of felt like, what's the point of this? It, it was very um, uh, cutty, like the editing. It was just, we just moved from like one event to one event and not really have like build up to it. And I think that's like the four hour edition that's going to be on Apple TV. I think that's what it's going to fill in the blanks for that. You feel um, like he's just trying to create magic in a bottle and try to recreate what he did what? with gladiator yeah and my, and my thing is like wait till next year gladiator 2 comes out so didn't he have one a few years ago with adam driver the last duel yeah yeah i think that's how i feel like how craig feels about the last duel it's just like good performances great action but i'm just like okay <clears throat> was there so that much was the there that much was there that much fucking though in napoleon yeah there's a few scenes yep i'll just oh, say man. that johnny's like I get to see the Joker. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, the Reacher TV show, you know, the Tom Cruise movies, Jack Reacher. It's essentially just like a, a new telling of it. And season two just started and it's, it's pretty cool so far. So Johnny, have you seen Reacher? Uh, just the Tom Cruise movies. Okay. Take, uh, I'm sure Zach will agree with me. Take our word of advice. Sit down and watch that first episode, and you'll be hooked. Oh yeah. Oh, what is it on? It's, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon. I, I I watched it just because I like like I said, uh, might have been a week or so ago. I watched it just because I kind of like the guy that plays Reacher. Yeah, I like. And I wanted actor, to yeah. see what it was about, just because I've seen the Tom Cruise ones. Um, binged it, watched it in like a day or so. Um, and I'll go a step further. He's better than Tom Cruise, to be honest, oh, as that nice. as that character. Yeah. So. Nice. So definitely, definitely, if if there was any recommendation on my end, it's Reacher season one, and I'm definitely going to check out season two. And you yeah. guys know I don't like TV shows, so yeah, that says a lot. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, guys, let's let's get into the the thick of things. Let's get into our top five favorite. Holiday movies.
Zach, you want to go ahead and start us off again? What's number five for you? Um, number five, uh, I'm so glad it was on somebody else's list. Um, it's one that definitely it's on, you can stream it right now on Max. I think it's on Hulu as well. Um, it was one that I needed to rewatch because I just remember it as a kid. Um, but I didn't know if it was going to be a good or B if this was going to be a terrible rewatch overall. Uh, number five, man, came in for Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Really, really likes this movie. Has good drama. Michael Keaton is awesome in this movie. I, I don't understand why this has once been forgotten throughout the years. Yep. Um, came out in 1998. Um, just overall, like, it's a fun movie. It's really fun. I will say that <laughs> the CGI for the snowman is like, like, but, you know, it's 1998, so we'll, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, not to get confused with the horror movie that came yeah, out. I, yeah, there was a horror movie. I was yeah. just gonna stack on top of that, and it's like I always forget about that movie because yeah. of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the good out, outweighs the bad one. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm glad Ed you had it in your in your list as well. It, it's a childhood favorite, and I'm it, the rewatch was real, real fun. So that's number five. Craig, number five. Uh, number five for me. Um, Home Alone. Mm. Um, just like old Kevin there. I wasn't left at home, but I was left at school once. So I know okay. all about being forgotten. My mom hates when I bring it up. Uh, but no. Um, just a little, I feel you know. <laughs> set, setting up your house to kind of, um, you know, keep the, keep the home invaders uh, at bay. It's it's one of the most simplest um, concepts that you could have came up with, um, but uh, you know nailed it. And I think Macaulay Culkin's um, you know character in that movie for such a young age really um, you know he's one of the you know only people you see on screen for a majority of that film and for a five or six year old at the time uh, I, I would assume to to be the main focal point of a movie that is now um, it, well it's been a classic but you know is, is a Christmas classic I think that says a lot about how well it was directed um, and the supporting cast around everything else you know, around him in the parts that they were in so um, Home Alone is my number five there were six of those damn movies. There's like three features. We do not that consider <laughs> past, there's only, past there's, two. There's, there's only two. Um, John, John Hughes was a screenwriter on that. I didn't know that. That's like yeah, he wrote them. Wow. I, like I'm surprised they didn't do like a John Cena Home Alone. It seems like he always carries on the torch for movies that are past their prime. Beforehand, right. he's he's gotten out of that that realm. But yeah, Home Alone one or two. You watch tomorrow. They're going to announce John Cena Home Alone. And I'm, I'm you a, can't see me. Yeah. Home Alone one and two has John Hughes DNA all over it. It's special. Um, number five for me is the 1951 version of A Christmas Carol. Um, Alistair, Alistair Sims. It's the first or second version of a Christmas Carol that I've watched. It's from 1951. So if you're not into classic movies, it may be a little hard to watch, but he plays the perfect Scrooge. 
um, you, you you're kind of you're kind of frightened, you know, from him at first. Um, you see how bitter he is. It's one of the only movies that shows, I think, Scrooge sitting down eating at either like a a soup kitchen or a restaurant where he's all by himself. He asks for more bread, and they're like twenty five cents, and he's like, no more bread then. So you see how cheap and penny pinching he really is. Um, I really wanted to fit the Jim Carrey animated version in here, but it to me, I just couldn't fit it over this one. To me, this one is the top-notch version of Scrooge. So, yep. um, so you can watch it for free on Plex, um, but that's number five for me. So, Ed, what's number five for you? You know what? It's cool. I got you, bro. Uh, A Christmas Carol, 2009, Jim Carrey, In the Clutch. Uh, simple as that. How dare you? It's just one of my favorites. That's all it is, you know? I think I think he did a great job. Uh, yeah, man. It's it, just the timeless, you know, story. Uh, but animated this time and yeah, I mean that that's that's the biggest thing you can really take and say of it. it it's just a old tale. That's really it. But it's one of my favorites. I've always liked it. Um, yeah. Same same director, same creative team that did Polar Express as well. So. Tale as old as time. Boom. <laughs> so far, nobody else has Beauty and the Beast Christmas coming up? That's my number four. No, it's not. Zach, what is your number four? Number four... <clears throat> The newest film out of all out of all my films, um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead. Maybe it's just a theater experience. Number four is the holdovers. We talked about it a couple a couple weeks ago for the Golden Globe nominations. Um, essentially, it's about a curmudgeonly cranky New England uh, teacher who has to babysit these kids who at a prep school who on Christmas break everyone goes home except for the select few that are called the holdovers. Um, and essentially it focuses on three characters, Paul Jean Mata's character, Dominic Sessa, who, who plays Angus, who's the main kid. And then Devine Joy Randolph, who plays Mary. It's such a great film. Um, I get why it's being nominated for everything. It's so the drama is a powerful, each, each one of these, you care about each one of these characters and their own traumas that they're going through. And it's one of those things where like you take three characters who don't want to be in a situation and they learn life lessons from each other. Um, great performances. It's very funny. It's a black comedy, honestly, like you're cracking up on just different parts of it. Um, I would say you could still see it in the theater, but I think it's already the theatrical runs already over. Unfortunately, it got sandwiched in between the Marvels and the hunger Games, So no one went and saw it, but it is, you can rent it for 20 bucks on iTunes and Apple and voodoo and all that. So, Highly, highly recommend it. Um, and I think, you know, two or three years from now, I think the holdovers will be on a lot more people's list for Christmas movies. So that's my number That's my number four. Craig? Uh, my number four is the old classic. The Grinch animated. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's... As a kid, you kind of gravitate towards the animated movies a little bit more. Um, and so the Grinch being a part of Dr. Seuss and, you know, 
in kindergarten, pre-K first, whatever, you know, you, you have those Dr. Seuss books, you're familiar with the characters, you're familiar with the art style. I think it's one of those movies that as a kid, it's just kind of like ingrained into your DNA by that point that it's something that you should be watching just because, you know, you read, you see all those Dr. Seuss books kind of in the school. So, um, the narrating, the the story, the 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 scores, the music, everything. It's just a it's it's a perfect, perfect animated Christmas movie. So it is, it is it is a classic. Number four for me, I already talked about the second one. Number four for me is the original Home Alone, nineteen ninety. We've all already talked about it. Uh this one is 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 funny. He's defending his house instead of being lost in the city. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are better in the original one. Um, Daniel Stern doesn't get a lot of credit either. Everybody always looks at, you know, McAllister or, or Macaulay Culkin and the mom or Joe Pesci. But Daniel Stern is hilarious in this movie. Um, I always go back to the spider scene where they put a spider on his face and he just screams. Um, so that's my number four, Home Alone, 1990. Ed, number four for you. Oh, Zach, what were you about to say? No, I just, it, I don't know why. It's just one of those things, like, every time I think of Home Alone, I don't think of Joe Pesci. Like, I know he's in it, but just there's a part of me, like, every time I see him in the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I forget he's in that. All right, so number four for me, I'm going to go ahead and bring up and tail Craig on this one. The Grinch. Uh, you can't go wrong with this one. It was practically, a, like, straight out of the gate classic uh simple as that man the the simplicity of like doing mostly props as well as just makeup costume and stuff like that was awesome uh you know you're talking about the jim carrey one yes yeah yeah, yeah. um go ahead I, I did animated so i don't know if you yeah, Craig did the animated one from the '60s. You're doing the Jim Carrey one. Oh, okay. my bad. <laughs> Sorry well, about that. Have, we're talking about two different versions, so that's good. It's the same thing. Just <laughs> it is one's animated. Jim one's Carrey's animated. So I mean, they're kind of, kind of. It's like halfway there. It's a it's a it's a halfway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, the the slightly slight backstory was kind of funny. Uh, you know, to where. The Grinch was in society and he was a part of it. And then society drove him out just because of some, you know, stupid kid prank joke, whatever have you. But simple as that. So it uh, didn't go great for the mayor, but he didn't get killed. So that's a good thing. But yeah, number four for me is The Grinch, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Zach, number three. Uh, number three is definitely one that it, it, it just it was just kind of like a like a new discovery for me. Um, I'd watched it the first time back in 2019 as like a, as a tradition. I just try to watch like a new Christmas movie. On this rewatch, I loved it. It just ju- it jumped from like a maybe all the way to number three in the situation. Um, and luckily, I feel like I'm like a champion of this movie before everyone else figured out about it. Uh, number three is. Uh, Feast of the Seven Fishes. It's a. It's essentially based off a graphic novel, and this is like a real tra- Italian tradition um, where families get together and they cook a whole bunch of like seafood. 
Um, and essentially, this is also based, like I said, based off a graphic novel. And the cool thing about it is the maker of the graphic novel got to make the movie. It's so well done. Great acting. It's funny. Um, you follow two characters who it's essentially like you follow the family, but just, it's, you also follow two characters who they go on like a blind day and you follow them throughout the, the couple days before Christmas. Um, and I guarantee you, you watch this movie, you're going to find someone like, oh, I know someone like that in real life. It's just it's just that like comedic, quirky family that you you just know and you want to be a part of. Um and the cool thing about it is this this year it was just added on Netflix, so it's getting a wide, much more wider expansion. So people can go check it out um, and just watch it. It's fun. It's awesome, and made my number three. So, Craig. When I started this podcast, I told you guys I would always try to get it in the list, <laughs> and there was a way. Found out. Because at the end of Toy Story, oh no, oh yeah, yeah, that's they true. are having Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and damn it, I'm doing it. You got the Mrs. Potato Head and the dog. So, my boy, I, I told you guys I would always try to find a way to get it in there, and I did. <laughs> so, Toy Story is my number three. That's funny. We all know why, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's my number three. Like enough said. There's a kiss under mistletoe too, right? I mean, yeah. there's it's a movie about toys. There's a Christmas scene in it. Christmas enough for me. You feel me? There you go. Uh, number three for me. It was already mentioned, but it's a Wonderful Life. Um, it's not only a near perfect Christmas movie, but it's a near perfect movie. It's one of those ones like you can, like I said, I can watch in like July. I can I can have fun with it. Uh, the meaning is deep. Um, it's literally what a lot of people are going through almost every year in and year out. Um, good old George Bailey. Um, I don't think there's enough I can say about this movie. Go find it. Go check it out. It's an NBC Universal movie, so I don't know if it's on the cock or, I mean, if it's on the peacock. But go check it out. Um, it's always a 10 for me. It's a wonderful life. Number three. Ed, what's number three for you? Uh, number three for me, uh, Craig, you found a way to go ahead and get one of your biggest and best movies on. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to uh, forget. I'm always going to find a way to have this one on a good list. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the big HP with the Sorcerer's Stone. You know what? That's that's gonna be fly. my number three. I'll let it Harry fly. Potter with the Sorcerer's Stone. A lot of I don't care. Like watch, a lot of people like to watch Harry Potter at Christmas time, so it, that, it, it yeah. does feel very very Christmassy. So yeah. Happy Christmas, you know, Ron. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Harry. You've got present. No boy wasn't even used to that. Eleven year olds shouldn't be deprived like that. That was horrible. They say Die Hard can be a Christmas movie. I say Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Suck on that one. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Edward told you to suck on that one. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking right. news. And you guys can send hate mail. <laughs> C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921. Jeez. Uh, Zach, number two. Uh, number two. 
I'm eh, yeah. There, it needs no explanation. Charlie Brown Christmas. I, what else there is to say? It pisses me off that they took it off network television, but you know, money talks. You, you own it. Why does it piss you off? Because it's just it's it's like a it's almost when I was growing up that was a tradition. He always watched Charlie Brown on television, oh. but like you said, I do have the Blu-ray, so I stopped that in its tracks. So, um, but Bringing it's one us right back to physical media that we right. talked about last exactly. week. Exactly, and hey, the funny thing one, is, wasn't it little Lionel going hard on the uh, piano? Uh, I don't know, but anyway, um, and and the crazy thing is, is like we. When they announced that Apple TV bought the Apple, the the Peanuts licensing, th these Blu-rays, the DVDs, they were gone off the shelves. So now I think you can get them. But I think if you have Apple TV, you can actually watch them for free every year, all the holiday specials. So, yeah. but yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas must 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 watch. So number two. I'm surprised they didn't come. You know, they got Halloween, Thanksgiving. I'm surprised they didn't Valentine's. I'm surprised they didn't come. They do. Charlie. They do. They just they, oh. they just don't. Yeah. Hold on a second. I said I know they have a Valentine's Day one. I was saying I'm surprised they didn't come out with a, a Charlie Look at the Brown back of the box. Uh, they don't have a Charlie Brown New Year's Eve. You know, where they're little, getting turnt. Getting turnt, you know. Little, get, little get, Linus get, on a piano, like getting crunched just said. on some peanuts. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Little Susie? I'm surprised he's not trying to the one that's Lucy? always Lucy, there you go. Anyways, if, if you want to do a live action Charlie Brown, Johnny, please, you know, it might be R rated, but go ahead, please. Uh, what about you, Craig? What's number two for you? Uh, number two for me is going to be Jim Carrey's Grinch. Um, I was in kindergarten when it came out, and I remember a teacher or two teachers talking about it, and I was just like, Live action Grinch? What are we doing here? And, you know, <laughs> as we got older, um, it has cemented itself as one of the classics, uh, just like my number one um, yeah. when, when I bring it up. Um, but, you know, it, it's these movies, they, they tend to either be decent at the box office or flop, which I, I, I'm saying it from what I think. I, I don't know Grinch's exact box office numbers, but to me, it felt like it didn't get the recognition it deserved to be where it's at now to be considered a classic. So um, Grinch is my number two, Jim Carrey. Oof. Uh, I just watched that the other day. It's, it still holds up. It's fun. You remember the RC cars of the Grinch sitting on the tiny car? I had that. I had that. Where is it at, Zach? Because those things are like worth hundreds of, hundreds of dollars now. I need to find it, but I did have Blame that our RC toy. Yeah. yeah. It was a Toys R Us exclusive, exclusive, I think. Exclusive, yep. Yeah. Um, you know what? My number two, these can flip-flop, but it's... it's it's. Uh, I'm having a stroke. They're so good. Um, 1989 gave us the gift that keeps on giving all year round. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Shitter's it, full. It, the shitter is full, man. And it's like... <laughs> You get a Christmas story about a man being surrounded by family he don't want to be surrounded by. He does whatever he can to make his kids happy. All this, him and the wife are trying to, you know, get a little get a little pee, -pee action going on, but you can't because all the in-laws are around. It's it's just a fun movie. Um, so I, I uh, highly recommend it. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. 
is my number two. I will say that movie did not make my list, uh, but it is growing on me. Uh, I just watched it recently, a couple, um, probably two years ago. Uh, it was fun. I didn't watch it throughout the year, but it probably once I revisit it this year, now that I'm getting older and I probably feel just like them, uh, it, it'll probably crack my list. But All right. Uh, Zach, number one? Edward, no, Ed, number Ed, two? Oh, Ed, what's your number two? Ed's Ed? two. Sorry, Ed. I'm so okay. excited to get to number one. Yeah. Number two for me uh, is Star Studded. It's Star Wars. It is Star Studded. It is forgotten about. And honestly, it is a classic. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Juan and uh, Zach, y'all might be mad at me. Craig, I don't think so. We'll see. Uh, this has Terry Crews, Cat Williams, Mike Epps. Soul Plane? You're close, <laughs> but no. Uh, Friday After huh? Next? Friday After Next, my guy. Uh, man. Huh? It's been quoted to me so many times. I've pretty much seen the movie, but I don't know when that is based so I've it's literally uh christmas eve uh is when they get robbed and like christmas is the uh party so you know because the, the 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 neighborhood santa crack crackhead or whatever is the one that jacked them and all that but uh no nah, man i think it's a hilarious movie man uh <laughs> Hilarious. It's just great. Uh, honestly, on top of that, you've got, like I said, a star studded cast. You've got a ton of people that are just badass in this movie. Uh, I mean, I, to me, it's one of those classics that you just can't go wrong with. I just love it, man. So, yeah, plus it's got the big ice cube in it. So, yeah, you know, you're going to get a bomb ass like track to every damn, yeah, every damn scene. So, Zach, what is your all-time favorite Christmas movie that you at least have to watch during the season? Number one, number one. Uh, it's been mentioned throughout this throughout our list, um, but I, it's a go-to. I loved it as a kid. Love it as adult. Can't wait if I ever have kids. I can't wait to show it to them. Uh, number one is The Grinch, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and group all three of them in there: the Jim Carrey one the the 1966 classic cartoon and the benedict cumber the benedict cumberbatch one from illumination is starting to grow on me a little bit it gets better a little bit every time i watch it um but um craig when you, when you we were talking about amc when you went and saw lord of the rings i distinctly remember um we had our i think i was in second or third grade we had like our christmas uh holiday party and then my mom took me to Quell springs to see the jim carrey grinch it's just a staple in my brain and love it love it love it um ron howard knocked out of the pack with this film jim carrey is incredible um it does feel like a tim burton movie now that i'm thinking about it honestly he probably could have directed it um but it's still it's a classic and you know i can't it's not christmas without it and john, i remember johnny when you got the the this 4k still book i was like what the for the 20th anniversary i 
hauled my ass to Best Buy to get it, just like you did. So that's I'm, I'm still pissed that there was no extra special features. Like no, and I don't understand. Like, just have like Jim Carrey do like a reflection of him playing the Grinch. That would that have been cool. Um, he says that he had to go through therapy uh, after after the makeup transformations because he yeah. said that it felt like he was getting getting like tortured. Yeah, because it was yak hair that they put on. Uh, he's got to go through therapy after every fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Except Sonic. Yeah, it's yeah. like he didn't get paid millions of dollars. Crummy a fucking river. Hey yo. So yeah, uh, that's hey, my one. Yo. Is, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if that was PG. What's what? What blows my mind is, oh, I only know Ron Howard. Like I know Ron Howard the name. Yeah, but when I think of Ron Howard the face, I think of him as the dad in Pitch Perfect. Like that's because uh, he's, he's just that. he's just the dad. And oh, and, I'll, an I'll, and answer your. Answer your question, Craig. Box office wise, it made three hundred forty-five million dollars and was stayed number one four weeks in a row in the United States. So don't listen to me. I was too young. So. <laughs> Craig, what's your number one? Uh, number one for me, I think it was Zach's number ten or nine. Uh, Will Ferrell's Elf. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's got everything. It's got the. The people who don't want to believe. The reason why you need to believe. And then you have the whole scene where they're singing and Will Ferrell transforms the already Christmas store into even more Christmas. And it's just got everything. So um, I think this is one of Will Ferrell's best. I know he's been in a lot of good ones, but I think this is his best. Um, it's the it's whole angry elves. Yeah, <laughs> which every time he shows up on screen, I'm like, I can't believe he's in this movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter. Um, but no, it's it's the cast is great. Um, there's just not much more you want out of a good time Christmas movie. There's nothing in this movie that really brings you down. Like like the Scrooge. The Scrooge has some scenes where you're kind of like, I don't want to watch this anymore. This is just a good funny movie throughout. There's there's funny scenes. There's happy scenes. It's everything. Everything about it is a home run. Yep. Candy canes, candy corns, pancakes syrup. with Fudge, maple syrup. Yeah. That fool had had a flask of maple syrup, basically. I was going to say those are the only scenes that kind of get me down, Craig, and depressed is how much of a sugar tooth, sweet tooth he has, and you know for diabetics you're like, oh, you lucky some bitch. I'd be losing a toe right now if I had that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, number one for me, I've talked about it. It's it's number one for me all across the board. The opening uh, of our podcast has the line in it. You shot your eye out, kid. Uh, number one is a Christmas story. Um, that is so funny. One of y'all, I think, Johnny, you had uh, Jingle All the Way, and Ed was like, ooh. And now, Johnny, you have Christmas Craig. story. And Craig's like, nope. I had Jingle All the Way. It, 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 uh -oh. The worst movie I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Do you guys remember the year I gave you all a copy of A Christmas Story? 
Yes. I think I left it there yeah. on purpose. Oh my god. <laughs> you probably have one back in there somewhere. <laughs> I, uh, Craig opened the gift. I was like, I ain't taking this and threw it in the, threw it in the closet. <laughs> you should have gave me coal. What the hell? At least I wouldn't be able to use it for something. <laughs> for those of you that haven't heard, uh, a few years ago when we did, we didn't do the episode, did we? No, we didn't. I don't know. I don't know what it was. We, yeah, we were we doing a holiday episode. We were doing a holiday episode, and we did a, a Christmas exchange. And I thought it would be funny. I got all three of them. Everybody on this screen. I got them all a Blu-ray copy of Christmas Story. Uh, and it, it was funny. It, it created a nice little yes, moment. If uh, if you know if you didn't like it for yeah. the moment, I think she got a free movie out of it. Um, Craig's like, I don't even want to talk yeah. about it. It's got up and left. Edward's like, what movie? I didn't get shit. Um, uh, you, should, you know what? You should have done that, Johnny. You should have gave Craig a Christmas story. You should have gave Ed a jingle all the way <laughs> as their presence. I I have it here somewhere. Uh, it's not in my little case over here, but it's probably in our living room. Uh, don't lie. Um, Damn, die hard. You're right. I took it to vintage stock. I was like, <laughs> give me the credit a quarter. I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I have it here somewhere. It's like burnt up. It's burnt up in the backyard somewhere as part of the movie. I had to stay warm one just, here. This movie just reminds me of childhood. Like, the movie, if you, on TNT, it literally plays from Christmas Eve day until the 26th. Which is why it's terrible. It was always on the TV. It reminded me of Christmas at my house growing up. My dad not waiting for the hammer, the turkey to get out of the oven, always picking at it, making fucking belly noises, which is what the dad does in this movie. Me cussing for the first time in front of my dad and, and, and my mom, and they, you know, putting soap or something in my mouth. Me always asking for one certain gift and then not getting it or worried about not getting it. Uh, uh, Christmas bullies. Um, I didn't have a, you know, all, so all of this wrapped up in the one. And then, like I said, the movie constantly being on when I was growing up uh, always brings back memory. So it's a nostalgia hit for me. It's funny. If you don't like it, Check it out. It's on TNT Christmas Eve. You know what's funny is my entire family despises that movie. <laughs> and Chaslin, Matt's wife, it's like her favorite movie of all time. And so she's like, we have to watch it today. It's Christmas Smart. Eve. Smart woman. And so it's on TV and I'm just over there like, oh. NBA's on right now. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Craig's like, I gotta be watching sports right now. <laughs> uh but yeah, that's that's number one for me. Uh, Ed, go ahead and finish us all off. What's your number one? You're, we can't hear you. You're mute. You're muted. Or you're stupid. Either one. Care? It's going stupid. Okay, we hear you. Nah. You were muted. Uh, you were muted. I know. So I know. So we have the Grinch, Elf, and a Christmas story. Uh, y'all probably are going to think I'm a dumbass for this one anyways. Most people are going to be like, that's it? My all-time favorite uh, Christmas movie? What I think of you. Uh, that's, hey, at least at least we know we're real. Uh, it's always been and has been since this movie came out, but Krampus. Oh, Krampus. Dude, this thing... 
Well, that's it for it. See you next year, guys. He's frozen. <laughs> Take a picture of him. You look like Santa Claus right now. <laughs> Dude, what? You, you froze on froze. froze. Oh, yeah. I got back on Wi-Fi. Um, I just can't say enough good stuff about it, man. Uh, personally, I love it. The hilarity that ensues, the horror, the ending, the... All of it, all of it, man. Like just the whole movie is to me joyful. So yeah. <laughs> did, did anybody say the Polar Express? I did. Number six or number seven. Okay. Another Easter egg is I'm the only one who did not have elf in my list. Oh, On yeah. top of that, I think you're the only one who had a Christmas story. Duh. And only one person had jingle all the way, so and only one motherfucker had Krampus and Friday After Next. Look at look at Ed. You know what that means? Ed is and culture. Hey, you know, and Harry Potter. Thank you. Ed, and Harry Potter. Ed's cultured. That's what hey, that try to be. I'm the only one who had a Jewish movie in there. Don't bring that. I, 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 no, no, I'm not going to We don't there. touch Never that. Mind. I'm not touching that conversation. I had a joke, but I'm not going to say it. So I have one hey, too. Look, Can man. I go? No. That movie is amazing. It is awesome. It really is. You know what? You make me want to go. I'm going to go watch Krampus as soon as I get off I the street. I thought you were going to say Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch Hell Friday yeah. right now. Hell yeah. Uh, let's let's dig into some of the emails, guys. What a, what a top five. That was fun. Um, we do this every every year, You know, at least a few times. The next time we're going to do it is in March. We're going to talk about our top five plus five movies of 2023. Um, but so, yeah, before we get going to emails, um, let's just get in. Let's just dig into some emails real quick. Um, uh, we'll start with uh, Stephanie. Stephanie says Oppenheimer was good, but didn't need to be three hours. It was two and a half hours too long and way overhyped. Six stars. Mm. Uh-oh. Let's hurt my heart, Stephanie. It's okay. Um, Daddy said. Barry says, Candyman 2021 is overrated as a whole. It's got too many political statements. Not a good horror movie. Five stars. Johnny, did you just pick up all the negative emails? Is that, is that what we're doing today? <laughs> I, I did not, sir. Uh, uh, Henry says, his top five Christmas movies are in this order. Christmas Vacation, Krampus, Home Alone, Polar Express, and his number one is the original Black Christmas. Mm. Um, Sarah97 says, I love your Scarface episode. Haven't seen it in a long time, and your episode made me want to go watch it. Keep it up. Ten stars. Loved all the Scarface different voices. Oh, yeah, we all try to do our little... Yeah. I think we're we're pretty good. We could have went uh, a little more in depth, but I think we did we did all right. We did. Craig, did you did you have to fall out of that episode? Right, you had to something came up and you had to. You had to yes, bail. yes. What what, what was out. your what was your grade for that? Your your star review. I gave he it a go, seven. He, he had to go pack up the yo-ya. Yeah, the yayo. <laughs> <The> yo. <laughs> I gave it a seven. Johnny gave it, I think, a nine or a ten. One of the two. Yeah. Um, man, I I like it. 
it was a movie that I really enjoyed years ago. But with that rewatch, it was like it's fine. It's it's all right. I don't like it's I think all the lines and the quotes and just how wild the movie was for its time really gravitated to people. Um, but to me, that rewatch just on my couch, not really wanting to, you know, get going. It was just like, it felt like it was too much at the time. So, um, probably like a seven and a half. So that's not bad. You're just kidding, buddy. You're just kidding. (laughs) I just, I like, just feel like it was too much at times. Wouldn't be the first time a Colombian gave you too much, you know what I mean? I think it gave you too much credit. Nobody's ever given me too much, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sam G69 says my top five Christmas movies are in this order. Number five, Die Hard, number four, Christmas Story, number number three, Fred Claus, number two, Elf, number one, Krampus. Look at that. Hey. Free Clause is forgotten. Um, Ivan says, have you guys ever thought about diving back into the Terminator franchise? Ooh. We only uh. talked about Terminator 2. Yeah. Did Terminator Genesis, didn't y'all do that one? No. no, we went and saw it, but we didn't. Do okay, you went and saw it, yeah. Or there's Dark still, Fate. We saw Dark Fate. We didn't see Genesis. Yeah, there's still Genesis, Dark Fate, Three, and Terminator, uh, Sal- Salvation. Oh, Salvation. Yeah, and then the, the original man. Yeah, there's a lot. That's a nice email, Ivan. Uh, Terminator. Right. Uh, come with me if you want to live. Uh, Craig does it best though. Craig, Craig, he's, yeah. he's the master. I'm not doing it though. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do an episode if you want to hear it. All right. Ooh. Um. Kevin says, "My this is new. I haven't seen this movie either." Kevin says, "My favorite Christmas movie is The Christmas Chronicles." Have you guys seen that one? Is that the Kurt Russell? I think that's the Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, the Netflix, Netflix movie. Is, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it. Is Chronicles uh, of Narnia a Christmas movie? I don't know. I know it's it, snowing. It's, Maybe the first one, like maybe the first one, but not the other ones. That's like the day after tomorrow is a Christmas. No, <laughs> that, I mean, that's true. That's true. Uh, Jessica says Oppenheimer was and is probably my second favorite movie of the year behind Fast X. Both movies are 10 stars. Fast X wasn't bad, I couldn't finish it. I tried, it was better than nine. Uh, I tried. Anybody going to see Aquaman next week? Oh, man. If I have money and time. Ed's not because Amber Heard's in the trailer. Yeah. Is she really? She's in the trailer. No, she's not. Never mind. No, she's not, guys. Fuck Amber Heard. I wanted him to get there in the movie and be like, what is this? Right. Don't want to pay money for this. <laughs> Give me back my $16. Um, you, would, you would too. God damn, where are you going to pay in $16 to go see a movie? Oh, is that for two people? The Dolby. Uh, um, Nathan says, my top five Christmas movies are in this order. 
five jingle all the way four a christmas a muppets christmas three polar express two home alone and one black christmas hmm. johnny's gonna have to go watch black christmas now i am i want that makes me want to watch it i did forget about black christmas actually Kennedy says, my favorite all-time Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Um, a Wonderful Life. Nobody had that one. Or, yeah, it was my number three. What are okay. you talking had, about? Everybody. That's what I was like, hold up. All that, all that fucking salted caramel from Dutch Bros. <laughs> you got brain freeze. <laughs> I didn't even have um, anything from there. Phil Phil says I couldn't stand Barbie. Took my wife, and it was painful to watch. Barbie gets four stars. All right. Ooh. It's now on uh, that. He wanted William, more Will Ferrell. William uh, says I would love to hear you guys talk some Christmas classic movies. Can't wait to hear your top five list. Well, it's here, William. Go ahead and listen. Boom. Uh, we'll go ahead and finish it up with Darren. Darren says, if you could review any other Quentin Tarantino movie, what would it be? Um, Jackie Brown for me. That's said The Hateful Eight. Uh, I'll second The Hateful Eight. And we haven't done a Kill Bill movie either. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, probably a Kill Bill for me. Let me, let me look through real quick. <laughs> I was about to say, and I don't remember which ones we have done. Because we've done Once Upon a Time, we've done Inglorious Bastards. Yep. Django. Did we do Django? That's on this plate. We did Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, so I don't don't think we've done Django, actually. Django would be my pick. I'm going to leave you guys with this thought. Lego people live in houses made of their own flesh. Okay. Hey, gingerbread people do the same thing, bro. Gingerbread's the same thing. How dark are we getting today? I know. I mean, <laughs> is that our parting thought of 2023? Uh, but but that's it, guys. I mean, was, that's it. were these facts that Ed gave you when he was high, or <laughs> not even one high Edward could probably sit there and wonder upon that stuff, but. But no, 2023 is in the books. We're completely done. We just talked our top five plus five holiday movies. This is the final nail in the coffin of the year 2023. On to the next, guys. 2024 should be fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the support, the love, the, the, the conversations, the emails, the messages, everything you guys send in, social media-wise, downloads, everything. I know I appreciate it. I know everybody here appreciates it. Um, what a what a fantastic holiday season it's been, and I can't wait for January. Uh, January brings Whiplash, the 10th anniversary, next month, um, along with Goodwill Hunting, Edward Scissorhands, a good person, and then the Creator. So those are what we're talking about in January. Um, everything is still the same. Hit us up on the social medias and, uh, don't forget 
Have a have a have a, have a happy and safe New Year, guys. Do you guys want to add anything to the final episode of 2023? Uh, I'm excited for my Whiplash rewatch. I really enjoyed okay. my first one. Um, it was cool to it was cool to have all of us on the the final episode of the year. So you know, it's I know everyone's schedules are busy right now at this time of year, and it was just nice to hang out with you guys for the final episode. So family, right, say it. Ed. <laughs> No nah, man, um, enjoy your time with your family. These uh, these holidays, sometimes you don't get to see someone next holiday. Uh, I know we've all had our fair share of losses, you know, uh, throughout our entire lifetime. So always cherish the ones you have today, not tomorrow, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Uh, so I hope all of you have a good holiday. Hope all of you have a great New Year, New Year's Eve, all that good stuff. Uh, my personal is Christmas, so Merry Christmas to those of you. Yours, happy holidays to the rest. Happy Hanukkah, Miss. Everything oh. in between. <laughs> Man, all of it, all of it. No matter. Here it is. Have a it's good been New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Drink responsibly. Yes. Get an Uber if you need to. Or don't drink at all. Stay home. Yeah. Like it's Just New Year's. Safe. It's not it's be spend get, time with family. Yeah. Chill. Be safe. Get be that Welch sparkling wine, you know. Watch a couple movies. A couple movies. Get some couple movies. You know what? Yeah. Just have a drink and listen to our show. How about that? And start the new year off right. Well, we could have a little live karaoke going. You never know. There you go. <laughs> Oh shit! Speaking of our shows, it's it's time to work out the best of 2023. So next week, guys, we're talking our top five favorite episodes that we did the year 2023. Next week, when we talk about Whiplash on another brand new episode and a new year of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Later.